Hey, everybody. William here and Sarah. And we just need to let you know that we are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with Remax Results, a good life group. And that's our legal disclaimer. Welcome to Life Behind the Highlight Reel, the podcast that takes things beyond the curated life we all see online. Join hosts Sarah and William Huffman as they dive in with their friends to talk about the good and the hard things that come with a real, not perfect, life behind the highlight reel. Hey, everybody. William here. Have you ever looked at your pantry and been like, what the hell is all this stuff? Join us today as we talk with Kristen, and she's going to give us a little bit of a breakdown. Hey, everybody. William here and Sarah. And today we're joined by Kristen. Woohoo! Can I just put it out there right away how no. excited I am to have Kristen here with us? Julie, you, you already you asked me and then I said no, but you just went anyways. Yes. Because I I'm the excitement is bubbling over. It's it's real. Thank you so I'm much, you guys. Excited. I'm so excited to be here also. Yes. All oh, right. Okay. Oh, oh go oh, ahead, oh, Will. No, I got nothing. That is a lie. I'm very ill prepared as normal. No, this is an area of our life that <laughs> you don't even want to take responsibility on. <laughs> so it's easier to say I'm ill prepared. It, it is. It Sarah is. just names it right <laughs> out yeah. the gate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Kristen, tell us. I don't know. Like who should who should talk first and how we met. Well, no, we got to go back to the beginning. Like, where are you from? Oh, oh, I am awesome. from northern Minnesota, Grand Rapids. Okay. Not Michigan, Minnesota. And I live in Minneapolis, but I had a little stint out on the East Coast. I went to college at Boston College. BC. BC. Came back and went to law school at the University of Minnesota. So I have been in Minnesota since, I mean, permanently living here since probably 1999, 2000. Very cool. Were you, were you a big hockey fan out there? Did you go to a lot of BC games? Yes. The hockey team was very good when I was there. They've always had a really good hockey team, but yeah, yeah, I had several friends. There were, I was the era of Chris Masters, Jeff Farkas. Okay. Yeah. A bunch of guys that went pro. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you guys have ever watched the movie Miracle 1980, they'd say a lot of guys from Boston and Minnesota, they're talking about BC, that, that school, because there's a pretty elite college program. I'm actually glad you made that connection for me because I'm like, where are we going with this hockey talk? <laughs> yeah. The Miracle. I do love that movie. I, <laughs> I just watched it on the plane last week. Okay, let's talk about that more. Okay, so right. anyway, I'm going to start because I'm just going to go back down through my memory lane probably two years ago. I bet it was two years ago where I'd be scrolling through Instagram on my friend Vanessa's site, like on her page, and I'd be like, who is this Kristen girl she's like hanging out with? And full disclosure, I was so intimidated by you. And I'm sure you've never heard that. And, and, and full disclosure, <laughs> you also can be intimidated in person. Coming up on the first of the month, we call that a teaser. What are you talking about? Our event that we're going to be doing with Kristen. Okay, yeah, we'll get to that. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. But so I would see Kristen on Instagram, and I think I followed you months before we were ever connected. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what is she doing? Like, I remember on Instagram, like you had your I Quit Lawyering party. Yes, I had a huge party in the summer of 2019. So uh -huh. I almost feel like before I dive into like my story of how we connected, tell us a little bit about your career path from like maybe, you know, lawyering and law school at the U of M to today. Yeah, I'd love to. And I feel like this is such a, I don't want to say timely topic, but there are so many people right now that are considering doing some sort of career change. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's helpful to share. It's that time of year. Absolutely. It is. And we're in the middle of what's called the great resignation, which yes. is a lot of mm -hmm. people leaving their careers and doing something different. So my journey is that I, the short version is I lawyered for 17 years, nearly 17 years. So I was a trial lawyer at a business litigation boutique firm. And truly, when I say this, you guys, I mean it. I loved it. Like I loved my work. I loved being a lawyer. I loved being in trial. And I started meditating in 2017, made it a regular practice and literally was called, spiritually called, whatever you want to call it. I know it sounds woo-woo, but to oh, there's a lot of woo-woo around here. It's all good. <laughs> good. The more woo-woo, the better. So was I'm called here to for leave. it. I love it. I love it. So I went back to school for nutritional therapy. And I did that sort of on a weekend program while I was still lawyering, which was not easy at all. I finished school and did most of it after I left lawyering. But I 
went to school for nutritional therapy. So now I'm a functional nutritional therapist, which is kind of a mouthful. I went to the Nutritional Therapy Association. I now sit on the board of the organization, which is a national organization. So I had a total career shift. And what I like to say is I feel like the universe, which is what I talk about a lot, protected me so much because I ended up leaving lawyering in June of 2019. And of course, nine months later, the world shut down and everyone wanted to get healthy. So the timing of it was really good. The other piece of that is... I literally cannot imagine doing my old job in the post-COVID era. Mm. So doing a deposition over Zoom, doing a trial over Zoom. There's so much actual in-person body language and stuff you notice Mm -hmm. in court or how you interact with the jury or the judge that it just feels like my whole career completely changed. Now, some of that is getting back to quote unquote normal whatever that means, but it's, it's, it'll be changed forever. So I feel like I was lucky in, in getting out ahead of that as well. I, I like how you say a functional, functional, what? Nutritional therapist. That's more of a mouthful than a trial lawyer, boutique trial, judge, <laughs> judge, boutique lawyer, business trial. litigation yeah. trial stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> lawyer things. <laughs> like, but that's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. So I've been doing that now since the summer of 2019. So I think Sarah, going back to what you were sharing about your story, we must have connected. Was it in first at an event? Nope. We were first connected. I connected with you on Instagram after seeing you connect with Vanessa and things. And then we connected for the very first time in person at an event at Modern Well. Yes, that was the event. And then from there, I had reached out to you about nutritional coaching but it was right after it was like right on the heels of like Will's and my like financial like downturn mm-hmm. where I'm like, I can't afford you yet, but I need you. So just like I'm I'm coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> I just need a little more time. And then you started a cohort, an eight, I think it was eight week cohort class in July of 2020. Yes. And that's yes. when we really started to like work together. Yep. So I think we must have met in person at Modern Well in like February of 2020. Yeah. That was when Vanessa and I hosted that event there. Yes. That's so great. And it was amazing because it was all about... Is that the one where you guys hiked through the woods? That was a different one, but that was a very (laughs) real in-person experience. I'm leaving a a part of that story out. Just feel free to ask Sarah about it. In the winter? In the winter, maybe missing a few layers. Yeah. One of the things that people might not appreciate until they spend time with Vanessa and me is you're going to have like stuff come up for you that you're going to work through. Yeah. uh, Which Sarah did, which was amazing. Yeah. I I don't love nature. And every time (laughs) I've been on a trip with Vanessa and Kristen, we are like in the midst, in the middle of nature. Like it never fails. Like things that don't make sense happen. Will. like I got a deer tick after seven freezes. Right. Or there was a mouse in the in the tub. That's right. And you saw it. No one else did. But at yes. least you had a flashlight. No, you guys got it out right before we I We did get I it out. There. Yes. Yes. And like all these like weird things that you cannot predict or like basically hyperventilating, like having a lot of anxiety on a very steep hill hike. But it was all about like my distrust of nature. <laughs> From like you still don't trust nature. when I was like five. If it has a tail and it's not a dog, you're pretty much not a fan of it. <laughs> yeah, basically. It kittens. The kittens <laughs> I don't like kittens out. either. <laughs> yeah, you're a weird person. That makes two of us. But so anyway, okay. So I just wanted to get back. I never really have thought about that title, functional nutritional therapist. Therapist. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, like that is what you do because it is way more than like counting calories, counting your macros. It true like working with you truly is therapy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I mm-hmm. feel like that's exactly what I get to do. And it's interesting, you know, as a lawyer, I was also kind of a therapist. That's yeah. what we would laugh about as lawyers. Most of the time we were providing therapy, you know, in addition to legal advice. So I'm also now using that kind of therapy skill that mm-hmm. I honed for nearly 17 years and using it in my nutrition business, which is awesome. So I like to say that what I did as a lawyer was have to look at a problem, go down a bunch of different rabbit holes, trying to figure out what the answer would be to solve it and then figure out a creative solution and make an argument why that's the solution that should win the case. That was really what I did. So now with nutrition, I'm sort of doing the same thing, but I'm advocating not against some competitor or the other side. Now I'm just advocating for Uh, your health. There's a a competitor. Isn't there something called the hateful eight? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. So there's a competitor. So, so we he learns, does he listen. I, listen. I listen. He does listen. I do listen. I love it. I do listen. I love it. Just because I'm a salty sum biscuit doesn't mean anything. Now, if you could recite the hate plate, I'd be real impressed. Uh, canola oil, sunflower oil. Mm-hmm. If I keep thinking, I, I can. I know the good ones. Avocado's good. Coconut's good. Yes. Pretty much anything other than those. Olive oil is good as long as Olive it's not oil, heated. The, the yes. high temp. Yep. Yeah. But hold on. Okay. No, don't give me a rap hole. We know what you do. What the hell do you do? Like to somebody who's not listening and somebody who might want to attend the event on the first and, and experience this in person, what do you do? Like if I come to you and I'm like, I am just a hot mess. I have no idea what's going on. How can you help me? Yeah. Fantastic question. Well, thank you. So I'd say what I really do is sift through all of the noise when it comes to health and wellness. Grapeseed oil. <laughs> Very good. He's just going to pepper him in. He's got three of eight already. Really filter out all the noise and give you the information that you need to be your best, most optimal, healthiest self. So I cannot get over how, depending on what sort of source you look at, one day it's keto, one day it's vegan, one day it's eat all the carbs, one day it's don't touch them, one day it's, well, some sugar is okay. No, don't eat any sugar. It it's so confusing to the average person. So I would say I'm like a sifter of all of that information. And then most importantly, I don't just tell you what to do or tell you, here's the thing that I recommend. I give you the why behind it. So even once we get through the hateful eight soybean oil, you forgot. So now we're on four of eight. Safflower? Uh, five of eight, safflower. Yes. Corn, cottonseed, six, seven, and rice bran. Right. Yeah. Now we got all eight. So those oils, for example, the reason you don't want to consume them is because they're highly inflammatory. So the best kind of fatty acids for your body should be a balance of omega three to omega six. People have heard those terms before. Yeah. It's, but, there's, I think of fish when I hear those things. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So certain things found in nature have a pretty equal balance of omega three and omega six. So like eggs have a really good balance. Grass fed butter has a really good balance. You want it about one to one two to one or four to one, depending on the expert that you ask. The canola oils, cottonseed oils, soybean oils, and all of those have 20 to one omega-6 to omega-3. So what happens when you have that kind of imbalance in your body is it causes a ton of inflammation and your metabolism actually doesn't know what to do with it. So you tend to store fat in a way that wouldn't happen if you were eating the avocado oils, coconut oils, et cetera, because your body actually knows what to do with those because those oils are more stable. So I may spend some time to get back to your question, educating people about something like that. So this way, now when you see canola oil, you look at it and think, okay, 20 to one. Okay. That inflames me. Okay. Now I'm not going to eat it. And it makes it a lot easier to say no to it than just Kristen told me not to. Cause if I just tell you not to, I can't follow you around every day for the rest of your life. There are some people I would love to, but I can't, I can't. Someday I need to like get you out of the nest, but that's why I love educating about this stuff. And then some people may present with an autoimmune disorder. Mm -hmm. So I may go down the rabbit hole of trying to help what sort of nutrition do we need to give you? Because everyone else has, they're busy doing their own jobs. They've got their own lives. They're running a household. They're running a business. They have families. And so I really am the right-hand person when it comes to the nutrition stuff. I help with things like sleep. I help with workout recommendations. I help with, you know, all of the things that you would think are going to make life easier for you. And I say this all the time. I think it is your responsibility as a person on this earth to figure this stuff out. And if you can't figure it out, you got to hire someone who can help you do it Mm -hmm. so that you can really show up for your spouse, your kids, your partners, your colleagues, all of it. So you, you said a lot of other things that are much more than nutritional there because you, you brought up, well, education is one of them. Yep. I mean, that's a, obviously a huge part, but then you also brought up a fitness part of it. Why, why is that important? Why, why, why is that important with this? Can't I just stop eating the, the crappy foods? So you can. Okay. And I'd say that's the biggest piece of it. I would say getting the nutrition figured out is for sure the biggest piece of it. Along with sleep. I'm kind of a sleep nut. I'd like to talk about sleep heard, a lot. And, uh, you guys had a conversation about mouth taping once. <laughs> I hear everything. <laughs> okay. Have we not mouth taped you yet? Well, uh, yeah. Okay. That might be next. Can <laughs> <laughs> we start in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a fantastic book that came out. I don't remember if it was last year or the year before. I think it was last year. It's by James Nestor and it's called Breath. And I read it. It's kind of made the podcast circuit. Nestor has been interviewed by everyone, but the short version on his book and the reason that I mouth tape is because 
the healthiest way for you to get air in and out of your body is to be having it go through your nasal passage, not your mouth. And so he and a buddy as a project did an experiment that was all monitored by doctors at Stanford where they shoved silicone plugs up their nose for what was supposed to be 30 days. Within the first, I can't remember how many days, the statistics are all in the book, but it's something crazy. Like within the first week, their heart rate went up substantially. Their heart rate variability, which you want higher, went way down. Their, they both started gaining weight. Their sleep went to hell in a handbasket. They got horrible deep sleep, horrible REM sleep, all because they were forced to mouth breathe during the night because of the silicone plug. So you can train your body to breathe through your nose if you mouth tape for a while, but it's a really good hack. You get a lot better sleep and you're not as annoying, I would imagine. There you go. <laughs> if you're a snorer. Yes. Yeah. I can't oh, wait. It's, oh, it's sleep annoying. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I didn't know we were Just going that. there. Just that. Yeah. No, but then uh, thank you for that because uh, that was an interesting topic and I did a bunch of research and it was pretty crazy. Well, it actually came up at a real estate conference this fall. That's right. Where it was how to be like, how to have optimal performance in real estate. And half the guy's talk was about mouth taping, sleeping, sleeping. Mm -hmm. Like I'm literally taking pictures of these slides and texting them to Kristen being yeah. like, oh my gosh, you aren't the only one preaching this. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't made up stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it was made up. You sold it really well. Well, thank yeah. you. It's funny. My dad is a dentist and my sister is a dentist. And they said that there was someone at the last dental convention there talking about mouth taping because it's also extremely good for your oral health. If you think about it, if your mouth is open at night while you're sleeping, bacteria can proliferate because of the air passage. So it's another good thing for mm -hmm. oral care. Wow. All sorts of benefits to it. But on, like, this is why I love how Kristen teaches is because you learn the why, Yeah, you can buy into it. This is when I started your eight-week class almost a year and a half ago, like you, I expected everyone to be there like me, like losing weight, like this is what I need to do. No, like there were other people that were just there to like increase their energy, yep. have better balance, figuring out how to cook properly for their kids. Yes. Like it was so fascinating to see all the different ways people have gotten connected to you and literally how you're not only changing their lives, we don't have children, but like the generations yes. within that group. Oh yeah. It's so fascinating to see how much cupboards and refrigerators and freezers have changed yep. from these moms since I've worked with them. So their kids are all getting healthier also, which is so neat. And you know, I, I say to clients all the time, whether they're in a one-on-one -on -one coaching situation with me or in a group course, most of the time until you really become aware of this stuff and what you do, you really don't think about, why do I pick that thing off the shelf at the grocery store? Why are those things in my cart? Why do I do that? For a lot of people, it's that's what my mom did. Yeah, that's what patterns, I've always yeah. done. It's all those patterns. And so one of the things I think I really help people do is to become aware of why they do what they do when it comes to food and sleep and fitness and everything else. And the fitness thing that you asked me about, well, I'll just get back to that for a second. Although nutrition is such a significant component of what I do, I feel like movement, because it's also such an important component of health. I can't ignore that piece of it. So I'm not a certified personal trainer. I'm not going to tell people, here's how many bicep curls I recommend that you do, because frankly, I have no idea. I will, though, suggest different workouts during the week or at least a lot of movement. I recommend any client who will get it to purchase an Aura Ring because the Aura Ring is such a valuable tool in terms of sleep and movement and other metrics that allows me to coach my, my clients better. Absolutely. It's just, it's just a piece to the larger puzzle. Yes. It, I, we were at a conference last week and one of the top producers, Sarita, she, I saw it was next to her on the coffee line. And I'm like, Sarita, is that an aura ring? And she was like, yes. She's like, how do you know? And I'm like, I've just been contemplating getting one. I think it's time. And she said, I love data. And this data helps me decide and like really reflect on my day. I'm like, how well did I do? And why was my sleep bad? Okay, what did I put into my body that maybe did that or all these different things? And it was like, interesting. And the, I, like the aura ring is exploding right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I think I got mine like three years ago. I upgraded a couple of times. I love just learning about my body. So, okay, you have some alcohol. Your deep sleep goes in the tank. Okay, you go to bed at 10 p.m., and you stopped eating before 8 p.m., you're going to get such quality deep sleep because you had yourself in bed at 
the right time mm-hmm. or when I wear my blue blocking glasses because I'm blocking out all the blue light. I tend to work at night a lot. But if you're in front of your computer without blue blocking glasses, what that blue light does when it emits from the computer or your phone, people, if you're on your phone, your, in phone, bed, yep. your phone, your iPad, all that does is tell your body basically to stop producing melatonin. And we need melatonin to get to sleep. Mm-hmm. So it's hormonal. So I help educate people about those kinds of things and why I'm recommending that they do what I'm recommending that they do. And I also live and breathe it too. That helps. Yeah. I mean, you obviously have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. You're total bullshit. Sometimes when I would be on my Zoom calls, it would never fail. All of a sudden, Will would be extremely grumpy. And I'm like, gosh, Kristen doesn't get to see the real Will. Like all she sees is this like grumpy dude, like all the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because oh, stop it. You're being so kind. I could say other words. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> but it's probably because you were like, oh, crap. What life change are we making now? Um, don't even. It, it, I was going to say back to the blue light thing, um, <laughs> yes. changing the subject. Not really. It's It was all fantastic stuff. But Sarah is just when she, she, so squirrel. Like a lot of people don't get so am I when it comes to certain things. And all of a sudden, Kristen would say once Sarah's like, oh, I'm all in on this. Then the new book of gospel would come out the next week. And all of a sudden now I, I can't look at tomatoes and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what, what's going on here? Well, tomatoes is not the right. It's exaggeration. It's yeah. total exaggeration. But I was going to say on your phone, there's that iPhones have a blue light blocking option. Just cause you do it on yours. Where I click it and it turns red. Yeah. 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 So I can take people through that just real quick. So if you have your iPhone, oh, yeah. you're listening. So what you want to do is you want to go to your settings And when you're in your settings, you want to go to accessibility. It's probably one of the options you've never gone into. And then when you go into accessibility, you scroll all the way down and you'll see there's accessibility shortcuts. So you click on accessibility shortcuts and you should click on a check that says color filters. Okay, so now that's checked. So now you go back into accessibility. Don't get out of accessibility. Stay in settings accessibility. Scroll all the way back up and you'll see something that says display and text size. So you click into that and you scroll down. I've obviously done this once or twice yeah, before. Yeah. Also <laughs> you, totally making it up on the spot. Right. Yeah. You scroll down and you click on, is it colored? Color filters. Color filters. Thank you. Click on that. And then you will toggle the little button green. And then down at the bottom, you'll see there's intensity. Do you see that intensity down there? I get this. Yeah, oh, yeah. So toggle that on. Toggle color filters on. Yeah. The toggle oh, button. Okay. Yep. Yep. oh, yeah. So when you toggle, that's just that green button that comes on. And then once you have the green button on color filters, you should be able to click on yes. color tint. Yep. So you have a check on color tint. And then what you'll notice if you have that intensity bar, you can go way over to the right and make it really red. Or you can go way over to the left and make it really blue. So I keep it about in the middle, right about halfway. And the whole point of us doing the accessibility shortcut in the beginning is now all you have to do is triple click one, two, three. Now that's blue light. One, two, three. Now it's blocked. So I don't ever have my phone on blue light. There's no reason any of us need blue light in our lives. We have too much of it with conference rooms and buildings and grocery stores and Home Depots and everything else. So I just keep it all the time on the blue light blocking. And then if I ever post a picture on social media and want to see what it actually looks like on a phone that's not filtered, then I'll take it off quick. But yeah, that is if you're ever on your phone at night, Please have it blocked with blue. I love this. Just eating it up. Just a great tool. So you are working with someone that we know well. I won't say her name just for confidentiality. confidentiality. (laughs) But it trickled down to some other managers at Remax Results that would call me and say, seriously, I now have to throw away my wheat thins. Yes. Oh, that's great. (laughs) And it was causing an issue because they would be like, what are we eating this week? So it's it's a movement that is spreading out in Remax Results Land on how whatever you put in your body is literally all about like optimizing your performance as a professional. I love how wheat thins is the, always the first thing that people see because they're just like they're wheat thins, they're crunchy and they're delicious, and they have like nineteen of the hateful eight oils in, and like they're <laughs> whole grain, which means they're poopy for you, and like yep. yeah, people are like oh they're wheat thins and they're actually like really crappy <laughs> they are They're really bad so he actually does pay attention see he, he really does this. so the it's thing I, I use wheat thins as an example a lot i also use 
Honey Nut Cheerios as an example a lot. If you look at the ingredients on either of those foods, they're literally nothing but sugar, gluten, and industrial seed oils, the hateful eight. There is zero nutrition whatsoever. They sprinkle some what I call fairy dust on it to say, <laughs> oh, we have a few vitamins and minerals, but it's not real food at all. And what's crazy is if you look at the package of wheat thins, you think it's healthy. It's like whole grain, no sugar. I mean, it, the, the way they label things nowadays to get you to believe what you're putting in your body is good for you and your family. So you have to be very discerning about this stuff, which is why, you know, I love helping people with that because mm -hmm. once you learn these things, you can't unsee them. Hey, on the first, can you give us a list of like top 20 things that people buy that we can just like have them sitting out and we can publicly yes. shame those publicly shame those. those okay. Uh, I would things. love to, yeah. I would love to, because in my courses I've done that before and yeah. I've listed off like five things. And I remember one of the women, this might've even been in our class. You'll remember who mm -hmm. she was. She said, Oh my God, Kristen, I'm so embarrassed. Every single one of those things yeah. is in my cupboard right now. So yeah, I could easily come up with a list. Well, and it's so interesting because even Will and I will do like a pantry audit where all of a sudden post holiday, you look back at your pantry and you're like, how did this stuff get in here? It just starts to sneak in and build up. And then Yep. Honestly, like two weeks ago, you went through our pantry and what did you do? Every couple of months I go through it and I just throw all the crap out. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Because especially after Halloween, like, yeah. you know, you, you feel guilty for buying candy, but then you don't want to be the jerk that doesn't buy candy. I mean, whatever. So we buy the whole candy bars. We're the cool kids. Yeah, of and, course. Um, but then we if have we're all We're going to give you sugar. Yeah. We're yeah. going to give it real good. Um, <laughs> but then like all of a sudden it's just sitting in there and you're like, oh, no, like this got this has to get out of here. So mm -hmm. yeah, I cleared it out every couple. I'd say every couple months I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of people I follow on a different podcast, but one of them, have you ever heard of the Mind Pump podcast? Mm -mm. So there's four guys. They're really popular podcasts. They're really interesting and fun to listen to. But one of the main guys, Sal Stefano, just wrote a book about the resistance training revolution, getting back to the point about exercise and strength training. And he always uses this example. He says... I literally cannot be trusted with a bag of potato chips. Forget it. Oh, you. Yeah. Right. He said, you get a bag of potato chips around me and the whole thing is gone. So he says, so what do I do? I create a barrier. I don't have potato chips in the house. So now if I want to have potato chips, I have to get in the car, then I have to drive to the store and then I get a one serving bag because I'll obviously eat the one, a bigger bag if I get it. Mm -hmm. So he creates all these barriers and talks about that a lot, which I think is so brilliant. And it really is little strategies like that that are that mm -hmm. simple. And then I also educate about getting ahead. I don't know if you've ever had surgery, but you know how the doctor always tells you, stay ahead of the pain and take your pain medication before you really need it. It's kind of like that with eating, like stay ahead of your blood sugar, eat the protein and the fats before you really are starving because most people wait until their blood sugar crashes and then they eat the first thing around. That's probably the most common thing I see in my practice is people on this, well, I didn't really eat anything all day because I was so busy and then I came home and I ate the whole entire fridge because I was starving. Now you're talking about unintentional fasting. Yes. Now because because you are a, you are a fan of IMF and yep. what and is IMF? Inter intermittent fastings. Thank you. Oh, sorry. I mean, what is IMF? I don't know. <laughs> but but you are a fan of those, and you are a fan of longer ones as well, which I have suffered through, enjoyed, <laughs> and, and gotten to do, and I am felt not so I, lucky. No, I am not going to lie. They are not fun. I have done them. And Sarah's like, oh, I'm going to do a 24-hour fast. And I'm like, you know what that means? That 36, means, Will. Yes. Whatever. That means I'm also now having to do a 36-hour <laughs> fast. So unintentionally, thank you. You're for, so welcome. Oh, you're so kind. You're just the giver. Your cells are thanking me. Yeah. Yep. So, so, but what you're talking about though is unintentionally like, oh, I'm too busy to eat. So you grab a Snickers here and then all of a sudden you realize that it's like seven o'clock at night. So you're making that, uh, you're making that frozen pizza and then you're having that bag of chips and then, you know, you, you screw it. It was a, it was a tough day. So you're having that, that, the, the, the couple of beers with it as well, yep. which in all actuality, like that sounds like a pretty decent night, actually, like a, like a frozen pizza, a couple beers. That sounds pretty good. But if you're not intentionally setting up your day, you're just screwing yourself over. And then when you do eat, you're eating the wrong stuff. Then your body's producing the wrong things because you put the wrong things in it. Yes. One thousand percent. Couldn't have said it better myself. Gosh, I am just so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it amazing? He has learned so much. It's yes, very yeah. true. Well, I fact checked you. I'm like, who the hell is this woman in here? He doesn't I tell me it. this. I, well, no. Okay. So I, I, I'm a skeptic. I'm, I, I know you, you are. Know, and I love that I, I'm a skeptic. You. Absolutely. 
And that's not because I don't think you other people have bad intentions. It's just this person's telling my wife to do something. And I'm like, well, no, like, stop. <laughs> and so I'm like listening and I, and, I, and I hear things. And so I'm like looking this up and I'm like, oh, all this is actual <laughs> science. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. So therefore, yeah, good job. Keep going. But no, I'm definitely going to know what's going. If I'm having to do a freaking 36 hour fast, I want to know why. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And so the why behind that is you're creating this process called autophagy. And I don't know, if, I think it might have been 2015, but the gentleman who, the doctor who discovered autophagy won a Nobel Prize. And really what it means is the translation of autophagy, autophagy, A-U-T-O-P-H-A-G-Y, simply means self-eating. So your cells, I always say it's, if you think about it, it's like you become a self-cleaning oven. You push the button on self-clean and your young, survival of the fittest, healthy, vibrant cells eat up your old, dead, decrepit, on their way out the door cells. So you really become a younger version of yourself, which is why they call it kind of an anti-aging hack, because you're getting rid of that old cellular debris. And when I when I was looking this up, I was like, this is weird, but it made sense the more I thought about it and how I, how I justified it or made, made sense in my brain is somebody can survive a very long time without food because your body does store it and, you know, in glu- glucose, sugar, fats, all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, that just makes sense. My body's not going to not eat. It's going to just eat something else. Yes. But obviously then hydration is a whole other story. Yeah. Well, and before we get to hydration, just to pause on what you just said, people don't realize that body fat that we have on us is a source of fuel. Your body can go on its own fat. The reason that most people don't ever let themselves get there is because they're running on this carbohydrate fueled system all day because most of us were raised, all of us were raised in generations that pumped carbs into us over and over and over. But I teach this in my courses and I want everyone to understand this. Your body was actually born in ketosis. Babies are born in a state of ketosis. Mm. So even though people think, oh, keto, it's this fad diet. Okay. Yeah, it is in terms of the term, but the reality is it is our natural state. I am not advocating that everyone be in keto all the time. I don't think that's appropriate unless you have epilepsy, neurological conditions. Right. Yeah. You know, traumatic brain injury. behind that is insane. It's unbelievable. If you have Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or dementia or you're worried about those things, I strongly recommend that you consult your doctor about getting on some sort of a ketogenic diet. It's excellent for your brain. But what I really desire to teach people is you probably became a sugar burner around the age of two or three, Hmm. frankly, because this is how our society feeds humans. It's goldfish crackers. It's squeezy packs. It's boxes of sun-made raisins. Hey, but it's organic. Oh, don't get me started. Okay, my bad. My my bad. Yeah. (laughs) On the food labeling stuff. It's so funny. And so they put all that stuff on there to make you feel better. But the reality is kids are not as often eating things like avocados, walnuts, you know, things that actually they need for their body to get essential fatty acids. And to stay satiated. 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 That's That's such a dirty word. So good. (laughs) That is the best word. So we actually, this week, starting yesterday, Will and I have been really talking about our morning routine and how are we going to set up our day to be like our optimal selves. And part of that is meal planning. And we've gotten fairly lax over the last few months of meal planning. We we made priorities and priorities was the business. And it put, we put some of our health goals on the sidelines and it wasn't the physically working out part. Like we kept doing that, but we did put the foods thing on the side a little bit, not to saying we were eating Oreos and Doritos, but we didn't do the meal planning and have the right amount of right things. Sure. So we're actually, I can't remember what week it is, but I, we were going to the grocery store. I'm like, I'm pulling a meal plan. And I just pulled one. And so that's our meal plan for the week. But it was interesting. Both Will and I had trouble finishing our summer salad today. Uh, And I'm like, you know, I forgot our avocado. So I don't even know how we would have finished even more of it because that avocado would have provided more fat. And so we, now we've got to get that in later. Can I ask a quick question? Of course. It's fats and proteins. Which one fill you up and which one sustains you? Fantastic question. So you're going to get the most satiety from eating protein. Protein, you actually will have a threshold that you can't overeat. I'll give you a perfect example. 
when I was getting ready for my first bodybuilding show, I had to eat 200 grams of protein a day. Holy crap. Exactly. And I had to do it every day for like four weeks, five weeks. It's very difficult to do because you literally can't eat anymore because your body can only process Isn't that so like much your protein. your liver or something that it can really mess with? Your kidneys, kidneys is the theory, but there's a that's that's pretty much been debunked. I've done a lot of research oh, okay. about that because I recommend higher protein diets. So there isn't a case anywhere. This came about years ago and the short version is it, it's safe to consume protein to satiety. Unless you have some sort of kidney what disorder. What does satiety mean? It means to be satisfied. So I like okay. to use that word instead of full. I don't want people to eat until they're full. Full is like, I was at Manny's. I ate the hash browns. Oh I have to gosh. unzip my pants. You know what I mean? I don't want everyone to be full. I want people to be satiated yep. or satisfied. Okay. So okay. to Thank answer you. your question, so fat is going to be used as a source of fuel though. So fat will sustain you in terms of fuel. In fact, the ultra running world, these guys that run 50 miles, 100 miles, they use macadamia nuts, mm -hmm. nut butter packets, avocados. They use fat to fuel them for those really long distances. And frankly, when I switched over to doing that in marathons for the first marathon I ran after my leg break, I did that in 2015. I ate a packet of coconut butter in the morning before the race. I had a steak and vegetables and butter the night before. I didn't quote carbo load. I didn't have a bunch of pasta. And it made a ton of a difference in my race because the thing that people talk about in marathons is when you hit that wall, you get to mile 20 and you hit this mysterious wall. All that is, is when your body runs out of glucose. Mm -hmm. So when you stop, you, you can run for about two hours, the average person, about two hours on carbs and then you're out. So when you go through that quote wall period, it's your body actually switching over to use fat. So what I did to try to hack that was I started out as a fat burner at the beginning of the race. So I got through mile 20. I was like, I feel great. I still feel good because I could have run for 40 hours on fat. Now, I probably couldn't have because I wasn't trained, but you know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. You, you yep. can run for a lot longer on fat than you can on carbs. I mean, it sounds like a lot of science to me. Yeah. I don't know if I trust science. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> I'm going to skip that topic, but I will, tell you, I will tell you that you definitely have researched this because not a lot of people would understand the discernment between protein satiating you and fat sustaining you, but it's absolutely true. And then just for a finer point on that, you get amino acids from protein, you get fatty acids from fat, and you have, you also, section of that I'd say, is you get essential amino acids from protein and essential fatty acids from fats. There are no essential carbohydrates. It, it, there aren't. Fantastic. Yeah. And I just want to make the point as well, and I'm pretty sure I'm right on this, that when we're talking proteins, we're not always talking about steak and chicken and stuff like that. There are plenty of ways to get protein from non-meat sources, correct? That's true. So you can eat lentils, you can eat hemp hearts, you can have... Oh, I love hemp hearts. Yes, hemp hearts are one of my favorite. Very few people eat those until they are, until they learn about them. I didn't know about them until your class. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about them and they're actually in the grocery store section by the flaxseed and the chia seed, but they're a fantastic source of both protein and fat, actually. So yeah, there are a lot of different plant sources. I will say in terms of how bioavailable the protein yeah. source yep. is and yep. what your body can use, animal sources are better mm -hmm. as a general rule. Yep. And every person is bio-individual, so we have to work with that. In my practice, I make sure that I understand. You know, some people generally do do better eating more vegetables. Some people do do better eating mostly meat. And so a lot of that comes down. Blood type is one factor mm -hmm. that they think makes a difference in that. And then also it, it's just, you know, we're all individuals. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm kind of dominating this conversation a lot more I'm, than I thought I would. I actually am loving it because I feel like for the last two years, I've had to push you towards this conversation. So I'm actually like just sitting back, Will, and enjoying the fact that well, you've taken it all I'm, in. <laughs> I'm still going to eat whatever the hell I want to eat. I I just now know the ramifications of it. Mm -hmm. So and that that so therefore I can make an informed decision. If I'm going to eat that crappy meal, I I'm going to pay for it, and I know why I'm going to pay for it. So that's some people are more diligent than I am, but that's not what I was going. I was going to say is well, thank you, and you're welcome. <laughs> Perfect. Was, yeah, let's say is so. I I've had some stomach issues my entire life. I had dysmobility syndrome and some stuff like that, and um. Several years ago, I was in Mayo Clinic for nine months, and that's when I was much younger. And I had Yarsinia, which caused the was caused by dysmotility syndrome. And but he, so I had chronic stomach pain my entire life. Mm -hmm. And anybody that knew me before 2013, 2014, 
I, I would go through a thing of Tums like a week easily, easily because I thought that was the only thing that would help my stomach. Then we went to Mayo Clinic and they were like, okay, we're going to do something called FODMAPs. Hmm. And, and I'm like, what the hell is FODMAPs? And they're like, don't eat red peppers. Don't eat garlic. Don't eat onions. And I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, these are nightshades. And I'm like, you're a nightshade. And I'm like, <laughs> and, and so I did this kind of like a little elimination diet. And all of a sudden I, I started taking things out of my body. That and you thought were healthy. That, that you think are healthy. Yes. Like 100%. And then you're not looking at the fours or the fives or the nines and all that stuff. That's a whole other story. And we want the nines. We want the nines. Right. And what we're talking about is if you look on your food, if, if there's if, like your fruit, if it's a four or five or nine genetically modified, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of stuff, but nines are good. So then I went through this and all of a sudden I haven't bought Tums in six Since years. Since I've known you. Seven years. Eight and a half. Yeah, eight and a half, yeah, because you took me there. Actually, you were like, "This is enough." <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before we were married, you took us, mm-hmm. and so that's when my relationship with food started to change. And that's when it was important to. That's when everybody was saying, "Oh, I'm making a lifestyle change. Like I'm eating more vegetables." And it's like, no, I'm just, I'm just. This stuff doesn't hurt my stomach, you yeah. know. So that's why I went to it, and then. I thought we were doing pretty good. And then all of a sudden you come along and I'm like, <laughs> rude. Well, actually it started with a little bit with Nick and Cara as well. Cause they kind of introduced me to the four five, nine type thing. And then a few years later you came along and then I'm like, okay, now I can't have whatever the hell grapeseed oil is. Like I didn't even know I was having it until I looked at some like packages and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. And that's great. Cause it really is an evolution. I mean, what you just shared speaks to the fact that we're all on this journey on our own to wake up to these things whenever we're ready to. And a lot of times for people, unfortunately, it takes being in an extreme amount of pain Mm -hmm. before they say, okay, I'm finally sick and tired of being sick and tired, you know? And I would say that's true for my own journey. Every one of us, I'm not immune from that also. Mm -hmm. I've shared with Sarah recently, I had done a food sensitivity test to find out what foods I'm sensitive to and come to find out several of the things I was consuming were actually causing a lot of inflammation in my body. And it was explaining some of the weird things I was dealing with. Like every once in a while, I'd feel bloated after a meal when I wasn't eating gluten or dairy, or I'd had a little bit of a rash on the back of my neck. And I thought that was, that was odd. And that's really related to food inflammation stuff. A lot of the time, skin conditions, for example. So I am awakening to certain things on my journey, just as you did, just as Sarah does, just as everyone does, which is, is I think what's fun about it because you learn this stuff when you're ready to. Yeah. And you said something, it's usually when somebody's in a lot of pain because pain is a fantastic motivator. You would think pleasure would be like, Oh, feeling good would be, it's not typically somebody doesn't react or respond to something until it hurts. And Mm -hmm. then you're finally like, I am done with this. Even though, you know, if you would have started that journey years before, you wouldn't have have got to that point. So it's pretty interesting that you said that. Yeah. And I would say, too, for me, just reflecting on workouts, I do think the pleasure that I get from exercise over time is what keeps me coming back to exercise. Because the hormone release that happens between dopamine, serotonin, like the neurotransmitter signaling that happens from exercise is the other thing that keeps me going. Sweating too. So I I hear you in that typically it's pain, but once you can get that consistent hormonal release and you come back for it and you love the fact that you sweat and you like how that makes you feel, that's, that's one way you can use it. I think you said it earlier, the external, external force or had to hire somebody and we're, we're firm believers in coaches. Yeah. We're firm believers in, you know, we, I have, a, I have two real estate coaches. I have a coach to help me coach. And then I have a real estate coach to help me sell real estate or run my business. I have a personal trainer named Jordan. I hate you, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, we have you, you're one yep. of our health coaches. We have the twins where some other other health coaches, health and wellness. And, and, and when, when you finally realize that you want to make a change, Yes, there's a bunch of free resources out there. There's there's a lot of a lot of crap ones too. So you're a sifter, like you said, yep. sifting through the woods. So if I wanted to follow you, I'm going to ask you to plug yourself here. And if I were if I wanted to follow you, because you've already done a crap ton of the heavy lifting for yeah. us when it comes to this, what's the best way for me to consume your content for free and not have to pay you? So that would be following me on Instagram for sure, because I'm the most active there, which is MN Golden Girl, and then I'm also on LinkedIn. 
And I do share some of my stuff on Facebook as well, but I'm most active on Instagram yep. and LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is just my name, which is Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, Rowell, R-O-W-E-L-L. Awesome. Thank you so much. Anything you want to add before we ask our final questions? I have so many things, but... <laughs> It may- <laughs> I'm like, I'm just literally blown away, Will, by how much you have paid attention over the last two years. He knows way more than he's ever given himself credit for. I don't know. I hear everything. You do I, hear I, everything. You, I, I, and not only I, that, but because he's a skeptic, he's literally like fact checking what I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. He's back on his other computer <laughs> checking everything I'm saying. And like, oh, what are wow. they talking about? Well, right. I right. mean, the whole, the whole ketosis thing for the brains, I mean, and for with the memory loss and stuff that's been around for like 125 years. I mean, it's we literally for- just this year celebrated so this year, last year, last year was a 100th anniversary of the ketogenic diet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, this is nothing yep. new and it's Correct. actually been, it's actually been, believe it or not, Russia, actually they have a fan. There's a whole documentary about it where they go through the whole fasting thing and putting your body in ketosis and how it's helped take care of so many things. Yeah, I watch a doc. I'm like, Google, 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 oh, documentary. Let's watch this. And then I had to make sure that people making the documentary weren't full of crap too. So it's really cool. Amazing. That's my story. And this is how it works. All right. Okay. So we like to finish. So just stick around to the end of this, you guys, because we're doing an event on coming up here in two weeks that you get to see all this in person. But we like to ask somebody their top five favorite restaurants of all time. Ooh, of all time. Okay. Yep. And it, it can be for a very specific item. We've had somebody say they literally, when they're in Duluth, they go to this place just for the French fries. And then we have somebody say Olive Garden because it reminds him of his mother. And that's just nostalgia reasons. So from the food person over here, the health person, you can, you, you, you can tell us if it's a Big Mac. It's cool. So it's not a Big Mac. It's not a Big Mac. Shocking. No, yeah, right? it is yeah. not a Big Mac. But I have a list of them that's probably longer than five. So I'll give you my top five. Number one in the city right now, which I absolutely love, is Josefina out in Wyzetta. Did, where were we just there? It's so it's good. So good. Which, what, what do we have? It's where, what was it there before? What was the restaurant there before? Before it was Bellacor. Bellacor. Oh, yes. We were just there again. Yes. They have one yes. of the best chickens. It's so good. So before that, I would have said Birch Steak because I love steakhouses. Yep. But th- that was part of what we lost in COVID, which was very sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Josephina's one. Mill Valley Kitchen mm-hmm. is another oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yep. I love Mill Valley Kitchen. Do they have two options or is it just the one uh, by the lakes there? They only have the one that I'm aware of. Yeah, okay. They used San to have downtown. I know what you're thinking of. They had a second restaurant for a while called Marin. Okay. Yeah. It was in a hotel downtown, yep. but they don't have that anymore. Outside of the city, probably my favorite, favorite restaurant of all time is STK. Where's that? They have one in Vegas, one in New York, one in LA, one in, there's several of them, but mm-hmm. it is the best steak. Okay. Oh, ST, steak. SDK. Really? Okay. So we're SDK. going to Vegas in about a month. It's in the Cosmopolitan. Okay. And it is my favorite steakhouse. Which it's steak? really good. Filet mignon. Okay. I get filet all the time. What's yours? Sarah's, it depends. I like I like the bone-in ribeye. Oh, I love those. Those are good too. Yep. But see, Sarah doesn't like the-, the I don't like gristle. The, all the marbling. Ah. So mm-hmm. she likes the filets. But if I have a good piece of the ribeye, she likes the flavor of the ribeye, just not necessarily all the marbling of the ribeye. Okay. So that one, when you travel there, would be really, really good. I also am a huge sushi fan. Yep. So I don't know if you guys like sushi, but oh, yeah. I love Nobu when I travel. So that's also in Vegas. They have one of those, which is a fancier one. And then I wanted to give you one more from here because there is, there was another one I was thinking of. Hang on. That's, that's kind of, yeah, please do that. It's kind of one of those go-tos where it's like, oh, where am I going to go now? The Cafe Lercotte. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. We took my parents there for some anniversary. My sisters, their husbands, my parents, and every single person on the menu ordered the sea bass. It, their miso sea bass. It's, it's been on the menu for it as long as I've known that so restaurant. <laughs> And it never gets old. Ever. Never. Ever. It is so... I was actually expecting a parlor burger to show up. Oh, I see. And that would be on the top 10 for sure. Okay. Parlor burger would be on the top 10 because I love burgers. Erase that from the tapes. We're only doing top five. <laughs> did I say five? Did I have five? Yeah, you okay, did. Five, yeah. Parlor I would have added too. I love that one. Awesome. So on February 1st, we are inviting Kristen to be at our meeting of the minds at Rush Creek at 2 p.m., Absolutely. The doors will be open before then and we'll be starting shortly after too. So Kristen, tell us a little bit about what you're going to talk about that day. So my intention for that talk is to talk about how to optimize your work performance through metabolic flexibility. That's a term I didn't use during the podcast today, but really what I was hinting at when I was talking about the fact that we're born in ketosis 
and then we become sugar burners. It's about how I teach your body to get back into a state of ketosis so that you can be in ketosis, then burn carbs, then burn fat, then burn carbs, use protein. You can go back and forth between all these different fuel sources, burn body fat when the others aren't available so that you can be as energetic and sustained throughout your day at work. And there's a lot of subparts to that, but that's kind of the general. Okay, because I was going to say, now, that sounds like a lot of... BS, right? Like I'm just gonna like <laughs> no. I mean, say from from, from, no, from our in-house fact from checker, somebody yes. who from somebody who doesn't understand the process. That sounds like a lot of BS. Like, oh, you're gonna tell me in just an hour how to do this, but you really will have actionable items that somebody can do immediately after leaving there to make these life-changing little micro decisions. Yes, one thousand percent. I mean, the my my whole thing when I started this business, you guys, is I didn't want to do it unless I was literally always giving value. So yeah. I want to provide value. I'm not going to be there just to talk at people all hour. I'm going to be there because I really want to give value. And it's the price is free. Yes. I, I should charge like $500 per ticket for this. Not exaggerating. <laughs> Um, because it, I do know the information will be pretty amazing there. And Heather's handing me something here. She wants me to read something. Oh, there's going to be a link to register in the show notes. So that's the call to action, the CTA in the biz here on 2-1-2022. Yeah, I said that right. Yeah, we're going to be at Rush Creek. There's a link and then uh, we'll be spamming it the hell everywhere. I mean, it'll be on your I will Insta. Too. Yeah, I will too. we're going to spam it everywhere. So and then I did oh, have a couple oh, questions. Yeah. People asked if there was a recording. Yeah, yes, for the people be. who aren't local, it will be live streamed. Yep, and it will be recorded, and we can send the recording out with your permission, of course. Okay, perfect. Cool. Awesome. I was just gonna say, like, it has been a privilege being your friend. It has been a privilege knowing you. But I like to share you and your knowledge with anyone that will listen. <laughs> and oh, it's, super fan right here. Absolutely. But it's been amazing because, like, I like so much of my life has changed because of the learnings that I've gotten from you. And I just, I feel the same way. The more I can give back to others and help them make, find their best life. It's like, I, it's just been a real blessing to have you in our life. Thank you so much. And I'm so appreciative of you guys giving me the opportunity to be here. And I really respect what you guys have done in terms of your journey. So thank you so much for having me and for sharing. Awesome. Absolutely. Thank you. All right, everybody, I want to thank you all for coming. And as always, we out. Deuces. Tune in each week for more in-depth conversations about life behind the highlight reel. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to make sure you never miss an episode. For today's show notes, head over to lbthr.com.